Hi, everybody. I'm Mari. You have been listening to Nana's story. I was getting jealous of Malia because she was always on the mic. I decided to steal the mic. Here I am introducing episode four. Malia is my aunt and Nana is my great-grandmother. Here is Hebrew Hits, episode four of Nana series. Previously on Nana series. So Nana, now that you're back in Burma after school, right? You finished your schooling and you went back to Burma. How long did you stay in Burma for until you left for America? You are listening to Hebrew Hits. I'm your host, Malia, and I'm so excited that you're tuning in to this show because that means that you want to succeed in life and you do not want to fail. Many of us go through such difficult challenges in life, and it's up to us not to fall victim to them. It's up to us to rise above it and to succeed. I sit down with people who have gone through real big struggles and show that they overcame them and are super successful today. It's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. Hebrew Hits is presented by TMC. Oh, I didn't stay long. I went to Burma and then I waited for my visa. So when the American embassy sent me a letter and called me and said that they have the, my visa ready, so I went and picked it up and left by the first available flight that I could get for America. Even though, you know, my boss that I worked with wanted me to stay behind and, you know, trying to tell me, oh, I'll give you more money, just stay. I said, no. When my visa comes, that's it. I'm going because I had changed the visa two or three times already to make it good for him, you know, to show him what to do because his brother-in-law couldn't do everything. Hold on, Nana. I didn't know that you worked. So this was you're working in Burma after the war or you're working in Calcutta? No, this is Calcutta. So what did you do in Calcutta? Well, I did as a secretary. And I did uh, bookkeeping, you know. So tell me about that job, because I thought that you stayed in Calcutta just to finish your schooling, but now you're saying that you worked. Yeah, I worked just for a little while. That The guy came and showed me how to do basic bookkeeping. You know, nothing much. It's just the day, whatever was uh, money was accumulated, how to put it in which column to total it, and then in the end of the month, we add everything up and total it. The guy, the he wasn't a bookkeeper. He was the accountant. He came and he showed me how to do it so that he could tally his when he finally did the, uh, what is it? He did the bookkeeping for the office. Okay, so you did that, and you worked there for a few months, and then you went back to Burma, did you work in Burma when you went back, or you just waited for your visa? While I was waiting for my visa, I was working. I worked, I think, for an Indian. Because, and from then, while my visa was coming, as soon as it came once or twice, I let it go. You know, because the boss would say, oh, don't go now, you know, it's this time and that time, like it's not a good time for them. But on the third time when my visa came, 
I told the boss, I said, this time when the visa comes, no matter what happens, I am going. I said, all you'll tell me, don't go, don't go, won't hold. I am going. It's amazing that you were strong enough to stand up against a, a man, you know, especially back in the 19, like four, late 1940s, close to 1950s. But what did you do then in Burma? Because I know that you said you worked in Calcutta, but what was your job in Burma? Burma, I did uh, typing, shorthand, and bookkeeping. Where the man showed me how to do it. But I was not prepared to stay back because I cannot fool with the American embassy that every time my visa came, you know, like I didn't use it, and I postponed it and postponed it. No, I told my boss, this time I am going. He tried to give me more money. I said, yeah, I don't want the money. I'm not staying. So you went to America not knowing the language. Oh, you did know? You knew English? Yes, pretty well, though. I learned in school. Yeah. And I went to an English school. Oh, you... school where I learned English, Hebrew, scripture, and everything. Oh, I did not know that. That's so cool that they talk, they, they, that they taught English there. So, Nana, was this your first time that you went on a plane? By myself, yes. And so from Burma, the plane took off or you had to take another boat? I was in India and I had a boat to Rangoon. In Rangoon, I took an airplane to go to Bangkok. And from Bangkok, I took another plane that went to Hawaii. And from there, I went to Los Angeles. I couldn't go all the way in one shot. A bit too much. So then you stayed in Los Angeles. So Nana, what what is Bangkok? I don't even is that India? Where is that? Bangkok is a, is a city that is not far from Burma, from Rangoon. It's it's in Burma's here, and Thailand is here, and Bangkok is part of Thailand. You know. So we went from Rangoon to Bangkok, and from Bangkok we went to, what's that city I said about, Rhode Island, not Rhode Island, Hawaii, and from there took the plane to America. And you flew by yourself. Were you the first one out of your siblings to get out of Calcutta? No, as a matter of fact, I think I was basically the last one, except for my uncle who stayed behind Oh, so your siblings, all the siblings that we named in the beginning of the episode. Let's see if I remember. Auntie Hildegard, Auntie Daisy, Uncle Easy, Uncle Elias, Uncle Ezra, and you. Everybody got out besides for you? Yeah, because I finished, I wanted to finish my last year that I had a few months left. And I didn't want to go to Burma, which was not settled because during the war they were captured by the Japanese and everything of education was upside down. You know, there was no proper education system, nothing. So I've, I wanted to finish my, uh, yeah. Okay, Nana, now I understand. You had six months left to finish your education in Calcutta. Your siblings went back to Burma. You decided you're going to stay in Calcutta and finish your education. Yeah, I did that. That is true. 
Okay, so Nana, let me get this straight. Um, so you were in Calcutta. You were in the hostel. You waited. At, after the war, all of your family went back to Burma, and you stayed there so that you can finish school. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so then you were alone in Calcutta with no family. And then after you worked for a little bit, then you went to Burma. By the time you got to Burma, all of your siblings had already gone to America, besides for Uncle Easy, and your parents were still in Burma. That's correct. And then I'm pretty sure you worked in Burma for, what, three years? Yeah. I tried to work to save some money so that by the time I, I would... Now, where was I? I had to be in America to work. I worked in Burma in three years and saved money to give it to them so that they would have money for food. I gave them whatever money was possible I had with me. I gave it to them. And then I left for America, hoping that I could, when I started to work, I could back again, help them with you know, some money for food or whatever. You're so selfless, Nana, because you worked and you could have spent your money on whatever you wanted. But again, survival is key. And in Burma, you worked for three years um, to support your family and to help your parents and your brother. And then when you went to California, you worked so that you can sponsor your brother and your parents to come to America. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, because... We we are different kinds. We we are close family. We would do to protect any part of the family that needed help. As long as we could help, we would help, even if it is to make money and to save money to pay for their flight to come to America once they got their visas. So, what was your job in Burma that you worked for three years after the war? I worked as a secretary, and with it, I did some bookkeeping. Can you tell me about that experience? How was it? Did you like it? Did you did the boss like you? What happened there? Oh no, I enjoyed working because it was you know nice to be working and to make money. Not that I enjoyed money because whatever I made, I gave it into the family. They needed it more than me. I never kept anything for myself. I always gave it in the family. Like I call it the family pool to help them. And then after a while, when the visa came through, I figured, you know, I waited for the visa and I changed it and waited for the visa and changed it, waited till it expired and then, you know, maybe gave the American embassy a pain in the head so that when the third time it came through, I said, no, this time I'm really going. And that's what I did. Nana, was it hard to be back after the war in Burma? Like, did you walk on the streets and remember, oh my gosh, I hid in the bunk in the trenches over there? Or, oh my gosh, I remember the bombs that were flying and things that were happening during the war. How was it to be back after the war? Well, I didn't feel that because I wasn't in Burma when it happened. We were in Calcutta when it happened like that. And I knew that I didn't need to be in any place that the bombs would fall on my head and I had to jump in the trench again, you know. 
it's a horrible feeling in the night when you sleep. I would always think, you know, I'm going to jump in the thing, and sometimes you never know what you may do. You may get up, and I got up one night, and I was walking. I opened the door of the house, and I wanted to see what was happening. And I think who someone was with me. I must have been with Ilana. She said, Mommy, you have to go to sleep. And that's what I did. You know, we didn't feel the same way like that. Never felt safe, nothing. You're saying years later, because Ilana is your daughter, you're saying years later you still had nightmares. Right, that's true. Yeah. It's not, not the same, you know, when you go through a war and all the time the stupid siren goes on and you don't know where you go for safety. They tell us all, let's go down to the bottommost part of the house, like in the, you know, right down in the bottom. It's sad because most people like, have a childhood and your childhood was interrupted by war. Yes, that is true. But we are thankful we made it out safe. Do you feel that you value life so much more now that you survived the war than you would have if there was no war? No, no. This is a different feeling. When you survive a war and you are safe, you always say, thank God, that God wants looking over us, that whatever happened didn't touch us. The bombs fell, but we were lucky it didn't hit us. In fact, I think in the trench, while we were in that trench, where we were, the bomb didn't hit there, but not far from us, that, that place, the trench, the people were hit. I got to say, Nana, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and so open and speaking to me on this platform about the war, I know it's not easy. And I know for a fact it's not easy because growing up, we never discussed the war. I knew that you were in a World War II. I didn't really understand what that meant as a kid. And hearing you being so open and so vulnerable and even talking about your nightmares that you had years after the war, it's just so like eye-opening. So I just want to say thank you so much for being here and talking about your story. Also, Nana, before I continue asking you questions, I just want to say that your story is going to inspire so many people. I know it, and I just know that you putting this out there in the world is going to allow people to hear this precious piece of history that they never knew existed. Again, I'm going to reiterate, people know about World War II, the Holocaust. Many people do not know about what happened actually during the war, you know, you think of World War II, you think of the Holocaust. And I keep saying this again and again because it is a very, very important fact that people realize World War II was not just the Holocaust. World War II was a war with the entire world. It's, it's mind-boggling. And to have you sitting here sharing your story so vulnerably is just amazing. It's the most precious thing that you can give me, you can give the family. So thank you. Thank you. Hambi apko bahut pyar karta. I love you too, Nana. Now I'm going to ask you some more questions, if that's okay. So, Nana, once you got your visa, you left and you went. Where did you go when you got your visa? Did you take a plane to America? Like, how? how what was the route? First thing we did was take a plane to Bangkok, and from Bangkok, we took a plane to 
I think it's Hawaii. And from Hawaii, we took a plane to Los Angeles. Why did you choose Los Angeles? Is it because it's the closest tip, like from Hawaii, the closest place? Because New York, you would have to take a whole nother flight. No, because they, everyone told us that the weather in Los Angeles is basically like in California. It's like uh, Burma weather, nice, comfortable. Not, It doesn't get cold and with snow. So it's something you can get comfortable in. And beside it had a big Jewish population. So Nana, when you arrived in L.A. and you actually felt the weather... Was it really just like Burma, as what people said? Or was it totally different? Yeah, it was somewhat like Burma, but the winters were harsher. In Burma, the winters were, I call it by American standard, mild. If it was ever went up to 50 degrees, people would go out in long coats. But if you had a light sweater on, you were comfortable. So, Nana, this is a question I want to ask you, and I'm very excited to ask you. What was the first thing that you did when you got to California? What is the first thing? I can't even remember. What did I do? And I got to California. No, I kissed the mezuzah. There was a mezuzah on the door. Yes, I was with Auntie Daisy. She was already here. And I was coming to her house. You know, she was married, and she was there. So I came to her, because I had nobody else. Yeah, so I had to come to her before I would move out or, you know, stay someplace else. But I was with Auntie Daisy. And you kissed the mezuzah. That's so beautiful. I know that you're still very into kissing the mezuzah. Whenever you go to bed, you kiss the mezuzah before you go to sleep. And whenever you enter a room, you're always reaching for the mezuzah. Yeah, because I think that is like, I feel that is kind of a protection, you know, because that mezuzah has Hashem's name and things that is relevant to Hashem. So I think it's a protection. And when you got to L.A., did you automatically feel free, like the war was over? How did you feel when the war was finally over? I never thought about it. I thought I was in LA, no, in Los Angeles, yeah, in LA. And I was af- away from all the hullabaloo of, you know, the, the Japs coming or the Japs bombing. They wouldn't dare come this side because if they came to America, then they'll have the might of America on them. So it was comforting. I, f- I felt fine. Like, thank God I'm out. No, it was very hard for the Burmese people. They are nice people, you know. They, they are so happy if you just had your bowl of food. The first thing they'll ask you, did you eat food today? You know, like concerned, like if you didn't have any food that day. No, they were very calm and happy people. The main problem for them, if you had your bowl of food, your rice, you're safe. And Nana, you had rice today for lunch with, with a little bit of pickle. Now, we don't mean like pickles out of a jar, we mean, or a can. We mean pickle, like Indian pickle. It's yummy, delicious. 
Um, Nana, when you got to LA, did you realize that there was a difference in the way that people in LA acted, like the culture versus the culture in Burma? Yes, quite a lot of difference. In, in Burma, the Burmese people were very dainty. You know, if you see the women, how they dress so petite and, and they're careful. In America, when you came, it's like uh, an entire different world. And one had to get adjusted. That's the main thing. Wherever I went, I had to get adjusted, which I figured that sooner or later I will do that. You know. It's so crazy to think that when you were a young kid, the war broke out, you had to leave Burma, go to Calcutta, get adjusted there, go to the hostel, and after the hostel, and you went, you finished your school, and you worked a little bit, you went back to Burma, which is again, traveling again, starting to work, and then getting your visa, having to leave again, flying from Bangkok to Hawaii to California. That's a huge, huge deal, what you did. Yeah, it was, it was huge. But that was the only way I could get to America. I could if I wanted to fly direct. No, I don't think so. I had to stop because from Burma, Rangoon, all the way to L.A. is a long flight. So, Nana, what were some lessons that you learned about yourself about the war? Like, the war happened and you're put into survival mode. What did you learn about yourself? Did you see that you're actually stronger than you ever thought you were? Thank you for listening to Hero Hits, episode four of Nana's series. If you don't watch Hero Hits, you should, because it's an amazing show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you, Malia, for letting me host, and here's the mic back. Thank you, Mari, for hosting, and thank you all for listening. It was a pleasure to host you guys. Thank you.